Welcome to Oregon Rooted. I'm Higher Peaks. And this is Lady Sativa. You're listening to The Dirt Show. Where we bring you Oregon's cannabis culture. This is Lady Sativa. And I'm Higher Peaks. And today we have Frosty Crippy in the house. So he's a great from guy. The 420 Vault. 420 Vault. I'll tell you why I'm bringing it out. First of all, he hails from Florida. He's <clears throat> repping the East Coast. He was a true OG. He was, you know, just like a lot of these guys, anybody bringing the fire today that, that's, that's really doing it right probably has 30 years behind him these guys were doing it when it was hard when it was under pressure mm-hmm. i mean i'm talking cops and dogs and feds and and local authorities and and freaking wasn't it a federal offense there um it's been crazy things everywhere yeah yeah and uh you know even california they went through that time where people were freaking people were getting killed over this shit up there uh, humboldt yeah so um, he, he was doing it when it was down and dirty. And, you know, like I said, those guys, when you're bringing out new strands, it's hard when you're under pressure. How are you going to mm-hmm. develop a, a real good strain when when you've got freaking everybody looking over your shoulder? So right. these guys are true OGs. Respect to everybody that's done it. But he's one of them. And he's done it from Florida. And Florida, that was even harder state. He's talking about growing outside. Dude, I don't know how the hell you grow outside in Florida. I thought I've heard that they're similar to over here, but they just have their three o'clock uh, yeah, monsoon. Maybe rain. it doesn't. Yeah, I don't know if it's not a big deal. So, but he says he's got this down, and he really does. This guy is legit. He's funny as hell, and that's why I wanted to bring it out because we're gonna do a follow up interview with him. And I'm, I'm sitting here listening to the, the previous interview that didn't get out, and I'm like, man, not only is this guy funny, but there's a lot of substance there, and he's he's done it for so long. There's a lot of untapped knowledge mm-hmm. there and so and i'm like i gotta throw this out so people kind of get a feel for him right so it's, it's a short interview it's like 30 minutes and and you get a feel for him and then now we're gonna follow it up with what he's been doing and how he's been doing it he's been doing it big to florida he's he's doing colorado he looked at oregon for a minute um but he's he's got such big things going for for florida and colorado that yeah. he's and like i said when you're running big big scale it's tough i don't know how he does it I, I'm surprised he even gives me the 30 seconds to say, you know, to answer questions for me. So, but uh, anyway, this will give you a, a chance to get to know him and, and see where he's coming from. And you really get that vibe. Uh, and he's he's definitely cannabis culture for sure. Oh, yeah. So aside from that, before we start, though, I have something interesting I wanted to talk about. Well, let's talk about this. What we've been smoking on. What we be smoking what on. What we've been smoking on. Because there's so much good shit right now. Pistol Point just put out the garlic breath. Mm-hmm. That's legit. They're changing now, it up a bit, taking it from the Skittles to the garlic breath. I know. And the GMO has been ca- killing it with on the scene, even with the crosses. Mm-hmm. This the last garlic one breath we had is really was good. that garlic cookies from uh, Panda. The garlic cookies, yes. Panda Farms. Which was really good. Yep. Go and Panda. The, yeah, that was very tasty. Sold yeah. off our shelf so fast, the two times that we had it. I bet. 
it's it's i gotta say i don't know what sells faster the tropicana cookies or the garlic breath like any of our garlics like any of the garlic stuff i am surprised that like that the last batch of tropicana cookies flew off our shelf so fast Mm -hmm. well it's no wonder i mean look at the i'm reading 35.64 yes on the thc on that i think total cannabinoids was about 40 i know so yeah total over 40 that's insane over 40 total cannabinoids yep so pushing it go garlic breath and it's so tasty and it looks so good we also got the melonade from pistol um and that one was a 32.6 i believe that smelled really good too yeah that melonade was very Mm. very good smelling um we got a lot of really good stuff we got like four four or five new uh from focus north we got i remember trying even the tidal wave tidal wave was good tidal wave animal um oh you got it. You can do it. I'm high right now. Yeah, it was on our Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Animal stash. Animal stash. Yeah, right. It's head stash and animal cookies. That I keep wanting to say <laughs> animal cookies. Um It's so good you can't remember the name. Uh, there's Pert Burst. And there was one oh, more from um Was that the one that was from Focus? Yeah, all the all four That's of those really are from too. Focus. Uh Pert Burst. You guys are killing it up there. Yeah, they are. They're, yes. they're Portland, right? Northern? Y- no, Eugene. Eugene, shit. That's what's even better. Is Killing that, it in Central Oregon. Yeah, is that they're in Eugene and they don't... <laughs> none of Like, when I brought it to the family reunion last year, for example, everybody's just like, where do you get this flower from? Like, funny enough, it comes and is grown from where you guys are from. Mm-hmm. Like, all my family's from Eugene. Not all my family. Don't get me wrong. Most of my family is in Eugene, though. Like, the huge quantity amount of them are in located in Eugene. And most of them are just like, no way. This is from Eugene? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, it is. That's what's even better is that... It's probably from your backyard. Eugene and... Uh, but most of the Eugene dispensaries sell their outgrow... Or outgrow. <laughs> hmm. Sungrown. They're, uh, so the stuff that is, uh, you know, a whole bunch of, they have a plethora of it and they like um, organic, as they say up there, a lot more in their dispensaries. So it's like they're not willing to spend the price of the Focus North. Hmm. That is pretty fire. That's too bad. One thing I heard that I wanted to get out is that it, talking about Oregon and growing in different spots is that there's this new, there's this new aphid, uh, hemp, right. hemp aphid, cannabis aphid. Anyway, it's not the same as other aphids, apparently. And although it's found in other uh, countries around the world, uh, it hasn't been seen here until recently. And now it's seen in two places in Oregon. Yeah. And that is just, this places. is just an FYI for everybody. And, and if you want to link to the article, I'll link, I'll, you can just find us on IG and send me a DM or go to our website, OregonRooted541.com. And send us an email or organrooted at gmail.com. Or we could just post it on our page too. Yeah, we'll try to get up on the page. But if yeah. anybody you know wants it right now, just hit me up. But I've got the link to the ODA page that shows how this is actually Oregon Department of Agriculture posted. So yeah, not just a random article. And they're talking about this uh, aphid that um, has been infecting these two places that they've seen. That was Escada. I think it was Escada. Is that how you mm-hmm. say it? I, I think don't know. So, yeah. Oregon, and then also, uh, what else did I say? Was it, I don't remember. What, it wasn't Eugene. I just remember two put two locations in Oregon. Yeah, oh, what? Portland. Oh, okay. Portland and Escada or something like that. Anyway, they said there's probably... I was hoping it wasn't Otis. No, that's, that's and they said that... Boring. Right, but they're saying that uh, 
those are the only two known places, but that other places may have it, so look for it. Anyway, apparently it's not only very damaging, but uh, they're hard to get rid of. And here's the funny thing. I'm not going to get into this debate, but, and in this link you can see it, that the recommendation from ODA was azadiractin. Now, um, you, I, I think you would need to be prote- uh, careful with that because, again, there's I think there's some things, some products with azadiractin that are not safe to use mm-hmm. um, if you're going to be on the rec shelf. So be aware of that. But I, th- I Do your research. Do research first just to find out. But as, as per said, right on the side, it said azadiractin. So maybe there is certain... Neem oil, it said, actually. No, it, it said it? azadiractin. It said azadiractin. Yeah. Okay. So just just be aware of that. Um, anyway, it's pretty difficult to get a hold of or get in control of. So just keep that on top of mind, you guys out there in Oregon, because if, you, if you're on top of it now, you don't have to worry about that stuff creeping in. I do know one thing about neem oil, by the way. Hmm. Another thing that I forgot to touch on is that that sickness that mm-hmm. causes, I don't remember exactly what it's called, but that causes people to be sick from cannabis, that neem oil has been found to be a cause to of be related it as to. well. Yeah. Yeah, but you don't I'm really sure. you don't really know what could be like which strain could be using it and which couldn't, you know, unless you did that testing per se on those plants. Sure. So it makes sense. Yeah. Um and well, so if you're growing and you're gonna use neem, uh just make sure you use it early. Mm-hmm. And don't know it's it, half life. No, it's half life, which is, you know, fairly long. So that's why I say use it early. And then by the time you harvest that stuff is have half life so many times that it'll be to a point of negligible. I mean, it would be arguable if there's anything of value right. left, but you'd have to use it early. Mm-hmm. So definitely don't use it in flour. And I would not carry it to flour. I we're you know, if we use it, we're we've done by now. Done. Yeah. We've and the only done. reason we used it this year was to, to really experiment with that rust fungus that I'll tell you right now <laughs> with that rust fungus we tried sulfur and we tried the neem. Right. And I even tried a bacillus and I, I don't have it in front of me. I, I will get it out to the listeners, but there's a bacillus you can use too. So I'm trying to find every, at least close to organic method I can to try to get this under control and fix right. it. I've never dealt with it, whatever. So I, I we're, <laughs> we went from like eight, nine, 10 plants that had it. We're down to two now. Yeah. A couple of them died right away. A couple of them died in a few days. And then the stragglers have just been dying, right? Well, now we're down to two. Unfortunately, the OCTs. I've got but we tears have them under eyes. control. But here's the deal. I, th- it's under control now. And now everything that's coming out is not rust-bitten. Yeah, and exactly. It seems like it's getting healed. Now, so that's the reason we started using neem. And to be honest, the neem has been the only thing that's been able to control that right. stuff. And I don't know what I'm going to do with the plants I, I don't, I've had to neem them so much. I feel like they're just douched in neem. So I'm not sure that it's going to be like a, I don't know what's going to happen. My, my point to keeping neem at this point is to see if I can beat it. Yeah. And if I can beat it, how, and maybe right. then I can improve on that because obviously it's an issue in Oregon or in my backyard <laughs> and, and it's something I need, you know, as growers, we need to be aware of because there's always something to deal with. So yes. if I can nail this, I can spread the info and then people don't have to lose a whole crop over this shit. Right. And it can happen fast. Yeah. So anyway, with that said, back to the name from the ODA and the aphids. So that's what they had, they had said. So moving on from there. <laughs> 
I, dig- I digress. Yeah. Uh, uh, but those are the strains we've been uh, smoking on, and they're good. Check them out. I... Speaking of, I'm going to smoke on it. Yeah, we're right. Got the garlic breath. Oh, you want me to keep talking? Okay. Folks, a company, I guess, um, named Brotato Games. Brotato? Brotato? Brotato. (laughs) You say Brotato, I say Brotato. I didn't ask him, but Brotato Games. I'm going to go with that. Brotato. That's how do you say it if you're a freaking stoner? If you're Brotato. Yeah, Brotato. What up, Brotato? Brotato Games sent us uh, a game. It's a 420 game. And man, In fact, it is it's called cool. 420. It's called 420. And it's really cool. It's, it's nice packaging. Uh, we got it in the mail, and I opened it up, and it's a box. It's a white box. It says 420 on it. It's got a cool-ass dinosaur on it. I want to call him Reptar. So I don't even know what to expect. I do know it's a card game, and but I want to just mention it real quick. Just to, I'm going to pull a couple cards out, and we're going to see what the heck this is at least about. Okay. Okay? I, this is a surprise. Okay. I know I'm throwing this on you. We did not put this in show notes. Nope. This is unscript, unscripted. Unscripted. So I got the box in front of me right now. I think that's kind of how we do everything anymore. What's that? Unscripted. Try to. <laughs> That way, it's you know we can. We blame may it on have a something. list of shit that we read off of, but we are mostly uh, pull this shit out of our ass type of people. <laughs> we know nothing. We know nothing. Okay, uh, we know so, shit. But <laughs> this is epic, social, and daring. It makes me inquisitive. If you have a social problem, this game is not for you. <laughs> or if you're, if you're just not epic or daring, bro. Daring's my middle name. It's the weed party game. So I'm going to pull out a couple cards here. Can you hear this? Yeah. That was the game. <laughs> ASMR. <laughs> and in the instructions, it's pretty easy uh, as far as uh, how they're laid out. They're there's, actually quite entertaining. Yeah. And there's a few different uh, ways to play the game. So, but I'm just going to pull out a couple cards and so there's questions and actions, basically. Okay. That's how I understand it. So I'm just going to pull out two of each, I okay. think. Maybe randomly. You just grabbed cards. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna let you do these two. I might give my comment, but these are yours. So. Okay. Hold on, no, no. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you. Oh. So if your if your life was a movie, what would the title be? I know I know right now what my mine would be the the uh, Hotel Transylvania, the third one <laughs> with the werewolf with all the kids on his back. Wreck it, Ralph. <laughs> They see yeah. the kids club. Kids club. What's that? Yeah. I <laughs> wreck it, Ralph. Ra- wrecks the internet. Yeah. What part? Uh, all of it. <laughs> wreck it, Where Ralph. Wreck- Are you Ralph? Yeah. You wrecking shit. I, apparently. <laughs> okay. Actually, this is a good one. So, last one. If you were at Heaven's Gate and Saint Peter asks you why he should let you in, what would you say? You know how long I wiped asses for, sir? <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> You're in. <laughs> I don't know what I'd do. I don't have much. I don't have much for that. So, although I've wiped a lot of butts, it just happens to be a one-year-old. <laughs> You've wiped one butt. No, two. Two. Okay. You've wiped two butts. And probably years someday. No, you can't count for in the future, sir. No, that doesn't I'll count. tell you what. I'm just going to say I'm bringing some organ fire, like some of this garlic breath and some of that Bose nose Oh, you're going to live forever? <laughs> and he'd be like, oh, you're in too, son. You're going to live forever. 
How's that? In the minds of my kids. Yeah. Oh, don't say that. All right. On a sad note, God. (laughs) That's fun. So right there, I'm already laughing. That's cool. Anyway, we'll talk more. I'm going to talk with him, and maybe we'll have him on and have him explain the game a little bit better, and we'll see what's going on with the bread Right? What better way to learn how to do it than if they self-teach you? What are these? All right. So let's get into the interview with uh, Crippy. That's what he goes by. You can check his handle on IG. It's Frosty underscore Crippy. That's K-R-I-P-P-Y. You can also check out the website. Although it's still being constructed, you can see it. It's at CrippyTech.com. I went on there and it looked really cool, but it's still, they're adding stuff still to it. Yeah. He's basically consultant on that website and you can see kind of what he's about to as well. But definitely check out his IG. Like I said, Frosty underscore Crippy. I understand why it's in construction because it takes a fucking lot of work. I've watched you working on making uh, a website, so I understand why it's under construction, (laughs) especially if he's so busy. (laughs) And this poor guy is. That's been put on the back burner. (laughs) All right. So here he is. Crippy Pete, as I knew him. All right, Oregon Roots here at the Indo Expo in Portland. Uh, we're visiting the northern part of the state here. Always excited to be up here. And we got a chance to interview a few people. One of them, uh, one of our really special guests, is Frost Farms. Crippy Pete. Welcome, sir. Welcome, brother. Thank you, guys. Appreciate uh, you having me on. Yeah, thanks for being on the show. Uh, why don't you go ahead and tell us right from the beginning? You know, how'd you start? And then we'll move on. You know, where where the beginnings come from? Well, the beginnings uh, started on the side of I-95 in Miami, Florida, about 21 years ago, when me and a, a good buddy would uh, throw some some little seeds out and uh, basically got hooked. Yeah, and uh, 21 years later, I'm I'm here getting interviewed by Oregon Rudy. <laughs> did you uh, did you ever get anything from those songs? We did. Were they uh, just pretty? I, actually, no, no. Actually, High Times, which was one of my biggest educators being from Florida and it was such a hush-hush conservative family you know I was pretty much self-taught and um, high times I remember one of their Q&A's was when you plant plants plant them in four different places one for the one for the animal the deer one for, one for the thieves one that's never gonna make it and then one for you and lo and behold the two or three years that we did that that's exactly what happened nice. no, no bs on that one so that's funny yeah and, and we did you know we, we thought we were studs you know getting so three ounces of eight plants but yeah <laughs> well so you're gorilla grown right that's basically absolutely yeah. and this was in like i said in the heart of miami um i can't believe you didn't come out with uh like a batch that didn't have mold or something or powdery mildew or nothing no. like that man. that's awesome that's what when you start from seed you know good your chances go. uh your chances nice. improve good great, know. you yeah. know yeah so you we were talking before the show here we were talking before the show here that uh what you came through colorado too yes yes uh about 11 10 11 years ago um I forced my wife, she had worked for the Miami Herald, and I kind of was ready to get out because I knew, you know, the laws in Florida weren't, uh, weren't on my side, so it always held me back. And I met this, you know, this great woman that wanted me to succeed in what I was, you know, had my mind set on. And um, she was in marketing and worked for the local paper, the Miami Herald, and lo and behold, she got a job at the Denver Post. Um, and I was, we were out in about seven days. And uh, I was in Colorado for nine years prior uh, uh, for nine years and then this past year and a half I uh, had the opportunity to go back home to Miami Florida 
um, I was offered the position of to be the director of cultivation at Costa Farms, which is uh, the largest nursery in the world. They named it Modern Health Concepts. Um, so I was back home in Florida this past year and, and got to build out a million dollar facility and uh, work with some great, great people. And um, they sold the company to a, to a larger company and then uh, I decided to come back west. So yeah, it seems like Colorado and Florida both have a lot of a lot of people come in to, to utilize the, the weather, if you will. Well, yeah, one thing people don't realize is, you know, you always hear the triangle, you yeah. know, uh, Humboldt and Southern Oregon and Mendocino, um, but there's also another triangle <laughs> in Florida, you know, and that's where the triangle Kush comes from. <laughs> and um, that triangle was Miami, Orlando, Tampa, and uh, I want to say it was about 15, 10, 15 years ago, there was a 20, 20, 16 minutes uh, uh, thing. and per capita, there's more growers in, in, in Florida than there is in California. So, uh, yeah, there's a huge population of guys. Uh, Are a lot of them indoor there? In Florida? Yeah. It's all indoor. Yeah, okay. 99.99% is indoor, and the yeah. guy that's doing it outdoor is just like me on the yeah. side of the highway. <laughs> more spots. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's all indoor. And, and that's what we, uh, when I say specialize, I mean, that's what I do. I'm uh, indoor, but being in Oregon, we want to utilize this beautiful yeah. sunshine, and yeah. we're doing light deprivation with supplemental nice. lighting and sure. an environmentally Perfect. controlled um, greenhouse. And we also got our, our monsters outside, and you know, 100% organic. Pretty awesome um, how much people actually relate the greenhouse anyways these days to indoor. It's just natural lighting rather than the LED lighting. Absolutely, there's, yeah. certain, there's, there's, there's certain challenges, and, and our supplemental lighting is not LED, it's, it's double-ended. Right. Yeah, we're going yes. full-fledged with that. <laughs> I, 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 I uh, yep, yep. I, um, I'm trying to make that greenhouse be basically an indoor facility, utilizing the sun. Sure. Awesome. Um, I did that in Florida, and as the director of cultivation in the nursery I was telling you about, and um, I mean, I was getting low to mid twenties on on the right phenols because mm -hmm. I started everything there from seeding. Um, which was a challenge in itself, it is. but it, it was really exciting is. and it was, yeah. it was, it was a great learning experience. I had access to a lab, the lab, which, uh, you know, allowed me to learn a lot about the products that they're selling right here behind us. You know, I had a right. lot of those things broken uh -huh. down and, and realized that, you know, a lot of these things are basically uh, expensive water <laughs> Yeah. and organic is, is definitely the way. So, you know, I try to grow even indoors as much organic as I can. Mm -hmm. um, the only difference is that my base would be a, uh, would be salt and then everything else would be or organic. Uh -huh. So you're kind of a hybrid, if you will? Well, or? outdoors is 100% organic. Yeah. Indoor is a pseudo-organic, yeah. as I call it. Yeah. Um, when I say, uh, excuse me, I said the greenhouse, we do pseudo-organics. And then indoor, I'm hydroponics. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm hydroponics. Yeah, boy, you're you're on both sides of the fence. Yeah. There's I, always almost an Instagram battle on that, too. Yeah. <laughs> but it's good to hear. It's good to hear that you like all aspects. No, There's some I, people I that everything. are stand-up, I yeah. only do indoor, or stand-up, I only do outdoor. Well, the way Frost Farms looks or, at it. Or organic versus synthetic. Right. Or organic Salts, versus whatever. synthetic. There's so many battles anymore when it comes to certain things. you got to be on the team. Which team are you on? <laughs> the way I look at it, I'm a patient. There's sometimes that I want to I want to medicate with 100% organic mm -hmm. bugs. And there's sometimes that I just want to take out my Mobius and pack it with that 24% hydroponic beautifully cured product yeah. and it blasts right to my head. Yeah. So it all depends and that's what yeah. I try to do for my patients. And I've right. always tried to grow that way um, since I got to Colorado. Because even in Colorado, it's mostly indoor, but we, we did utilize the, uh, 
a beautiful sun that Colorado has to offer as well, but it has to be in a greenhouse just because come October, just like here you get the rains, you don't get rain there, you'll get ice. So, <laughs> yeah. Shit. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. so yeah, we're, you know, we, we try to hit all angles, man, and, and I, I enjoy growing. It doesn't yeah. matter where you put yeah. me, you know. Yeah. Well, we've been running, uh, this year we're running both the synthetic on half the plants and then running the elevation organics on the other half. And uh, they're bottled newts. Uh, but we, a lot of our listeners, you know, we're not big farms, you know, but the listeners are a lot of home growers. So we try to stick with stuff that they're going to use. Sure. Or, you know, we can review for them. But, uh, but you know, dry amendments for these big farms, too, have gotten pretty big, too. Um, what do you guys do outside? Is it no-till? I mean, or do you just Outdoors straight sh- into the ground? <laughs> well, ideally, I would have want, because I didn't purchase this property, I oh, would yeah. have put it in the ground. Um, we have like two to three hundred gallon smart pots. We started nice. with some Gaia's uh, gift, some great soil down uh, from Cane Junction, and um, it's all organic. We're just basically top dressing and teas, and we got seven to ten foot monsters out yeah, there right now. Yeah. Um, a little more affordable that way, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Uh, you you can't. I mean, you can't be a successful grower putting bottled nutrients down ten foot trees and three hundred no. gallon smart pots. No. Uh, you lose your ass. <laughs> you lose your ass. So, man, you know, keep it simple. Earthworm castings, some good compost, some molasses. There's a lot of other good stuff you could put in there. Insect frass being one of them, and you know the list goes on and on. But you just give that, and you start with those soil and good genetics, and you'll be you know, well on your way. What do you work with inside? Excuse me. Indoors. What do you work with nutrient-wise indoors? I use basically I mix my own salts. Well, okay. Okay. Uh, my MPKs vary depending on strain, but I get about 2,500 gallons for about 50 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> you can't beat that either. <laughs> yeah, like I said, I've been doing this a long time and I did spend a lot of money That's in the good. 10 years, but man, you you, you know, you learn that uh, there's better options out there. And now you think of, you know, what a pound used to be and what a, what a unit is now, unless you own a dispensary and you're vertically integrated and you're just a farmer those margins are a lot less so you got to find out mm-hmm. where to cut corners you know and uh and you said you're always hydro and in, indoors indoors i'm hydro yeah and I, I will use some organic uh, you know one of them being um, uh, from the guano company Budswell. Uh-huh. i use yeah, that i use that product indoors yeah. it's 100 organic um but it's uh it's it's basically so um Liquidy, it's not there's no uh, nothing solidified yeah, in there yeah. that I could run it through my lines, right? Right, you know? right, yeah, nice, nice, nice. So, uh, how, how big is your greenhouse area versus your, your outdoor? Well, outdoor is, is huge, it's yeah, 35, you said 35 acres. acres, yeah, you know, we got them in, in 150, 200, and a few in 300 gallon pots. Um, the farm That's is a lot 30. Of yeah. It's a ton of work. Good guys working right now. That's why I'm by myself. They were dying to come, but I, I got to do it. It's, you know, we've gotten a lot done, and I couldn't do it without without my crew, uh, Michelle, Al, Lily. Uh, you know, without them, and I, I wouldn't be here. I'd be watering plants. Actually, we're real excited for our irrigation specialists to come this week because we've been actually hand watering these oh, monsters. Wow. Yep. Um, so yeah, it's been a lot of work. Are you, you know, kidding me? We are hand watering. That's a big Holy watering shit. can. But here's yeah. But here's a good thing. You better have that tractor full oh, of fifty-gallon drums. We do have a tractor. We have it all. We, we are we're, we're a farm. Okay. Um, the one good thing is a couple of guys uh, on my staff have never really grown. They help me trim it in Colorado right. and um, 
So once you're hand watering plants, you start learning about plants a little bit more because yeah. you're in there for yeah. an hour. Oh, and you start you picking start, leaves and you, you know looking yeah. for bugs, and you, it's it's a more intimate experience. And you start forming that yeah relationship. If I you know if I tell these guys to uh, basically put everything on timers, I'm scared they're, they're not going to learn. So it's kind of that's good. Hands uh, on. It's kind of worked. Uh, I, I try to. I try to think of everything as positive. It's a big pain in the ass watering these plants, but at the same time, they're learning and uh, they're getting more intimate with the plants. And I think the plants are really appreciating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you guys have bug problems ever outdoors? Man, I, I, outdoors, you got bugs that eat bugs, man. You know, <laughs> if you got bug problems, brother, you're hanging around in the wrong garden and like molesting your plants or something. Man, because outdoors, uh, if you have problems, you just—I mean, I wouldn't even know what to say. If you're spraying your teas. Um, and you got a decent IPM, and even outdoors, I, I, we haven't even sprayed outdoors. And wow. There's nothing, yeah. you know. Um, and, and I'm new to this environment. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. And, and you know, I about 15 years ago, I left powdery mildew and, and bugs. <laughs> you know, right. uh, I just know, I kind of know yeah. what I'm doing. No, that, no that's good. That's good. I don't want to sound. No, like, we I don't want to sound a, cocky or anything, no, man. No. I just I'm on top some, of it. You know? Some people don't. We have a lot of people uh, from about Eugene up to here uh, with russet mite problems right and now. I mean yeah outdoors and uh, it's it's affecting them pretty bad um, you know and you'll see them a lot of the groups out there you'll just see people just popping up all the time russet what mites. was that two years ago we had caterpillars that were they the nug caterpillars they would go in there and just poop everywhere and well I'm super I'm super superstitious so now that I said that let me give, let me give the, the, the listeners uh, a piece of advice <laughs> okay right? good good advice I always think you got bugs man because yeah. the day that you don't think it but when right. you see yeah. it it's already too late yeah, yeah. right if, You're IPM as professional gardener sure. you use this term a lot integrated yeah. pest management yeah. mm -hmm. you know right? you gotta manage that you know there's bugs we're, yes. we're, we're dealing with plants uh -huh. we're dealing with soil we're dealing with mediums we're dealing with water sun there's obviously bugs But if you're on top of your stuff and you always think you got yep. bugs, you're not going to have bugs. You may have them, but they're not going to beat you. So yep. that's the best advice I could give anyone, you know? <laughs> you have any good stories on the farm? I'd rather not talk about the stories that we got on the farm. We have a couple of, is of that stories. What happens on the farm stays on the farm. What happens? Okay. That's, that's exactly. Um, we'll leave that for for harvest interview. How about that? Okay. Yeah. You know. You uh, but I do have some stories that I'll share with you guys in the future. Do you have any good medicinal stories? Like how how has it helped you? How, how did you me? how did you get into uh, consuming cannabis? And you know, and has it been medicine for you? That's a great question. Um, man, I was a super 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 hyper kid. Um, I played baseball my whole life. It was a huge part of my life. Um, when I was about 16, I, you know, my, I was very close to my parents, and I would tell, you know, my dad noticed that I was very hyper, and the only place I, I, I would really focus in is something I really liked and all that. So they put me on Ritalin. And I was on that shit for like two weeks, and I remember throwing up. I remember feeling nauseous. I remember pitching in a game and sweating profusely, uh, which I, I, I would sweat. I was a baseball player. I would sweat, but not like that. So I told my dad, and, um, and we got off it. Maybe about like a year later, uh, a buddy of mine, rest in peace, Kevin, K-Rock, um, I would pick him up from school. I went to an all-boy private school. And uh, he was like, dude, let's smoke this J, whatever. Like, What the fuck is that? And I played baseball on him. And I was like, yeah, whatever. I burned it. And I've never stopped. <laughs> because, Instant medicine. Because if folk, you know, I had stomach issues. It alleviated my stomach issues. I wasn't a big eater. It made me eat. Um, my focus, I ended up being a 3.3 so 3. 3 GPA student. We're not really even trying, you know. 
uh, went to University of Alabama, you know, I went to college, and, nice. and I, I owe it a lot, I think, the cannabis, and, you know, one of the things, though, it, it came, I say it's kind of comedic, but it kept me sane, you know, it, it, I would, my mind was always racing, you know, and I was like 10 steps ahead, and now I'm just three steps ahead, <laughs> you know, so it, it's, it's, it's something that, you know, I kept under wraps for many years, yeah. you know, my parents were very conservative my sister very conservative um but around uh, when i was in colorado i want to say six or seven years ago i had left my, my mom already was diagnosed with alzheimer's and um i started like reading a lot about it and found some some stories that said that there, you know it was helping some dementia patients so I brought it up to my dad, and my dad already knew what I was doing in Colorado, but I never really had the conversation, and I broke it down to him, and, and he goes, I'm glad you told me. But I go, Dad, I'm really telling you, because of mom, you know, I want to know who could do anything with mom. And he goes, at this point, you know, you know how your mom is, she was probably, in, there's four stages, she was in the last stages, in the last stage, and um, very carefully, you know, I had, a, I don't want to mention his name, um, someone put some, some CBD, very light THC and I started doing some formulations and um, edibles are like a tea for her it was more tinctures tinctures nice um, because she really wouldn't eat it like we tried the edibles and she really didn't like it and, mm -hmm. and whatnot but what we saw from that was amazingly and it gets me emotional is that she started having lucid moments my mom said my name my mom hadn't mentioned my name in seven or eight years I hadn't mentioned my name in seven, eight years. I told my wife that she had never spoken to, you know, grabbed her hand and goes, do you love my son? My mom hadn't spoken in years. And this is a fucking true story. It changed the way I looked at it, it changed the way my dad looked at it, you know? And um, it made us sad because we were like, man, how about if we would have done this earlier? Right. You know? So that, you know, that's something that, uh, that affected, you know, my family and opened my sister's eyes, opened my dad's eyes that, you know, they weren't like, kind of like it's xing me out you know and, and they didn't see me as you know their conservatism went away you know and, and it was kind of the same time when sanjay gupta came out on cnn with the whole charlotte's web thing and lo and behold uh you know that's that's my story with cannabis and my pop passed away recently too seven or eight months ago and you cut home i told you know whatever and unfortunately he passes away but the last seven months he starts seeing like feeling alleviation from his eyes and like, ah, 20 years with eye problems, you know? You're right. And I didn't force it down your throat because I thought you would have beat my ass, or not thought, I knew you would have beat my ass. But, um, but yeah, it's a shame, you know, because it helps people. And basically, they were my, I hate to say the word guinea pigs, but they were, you know? And, and my parents, I miss them dearly. But the shit worked. Yeah, and it was it your first-handed seeing it. Yeah, person. I heard yeah. of it. It was medicinal, and it kind of right. helped me and this and that. But you know, it, it wasn't like wow. My it mom didn't speak in ten years, and she mentioned my name. Mm -hmm. And to some people, that might not be a lot, but it was a lot That's to a me. Miracle That's amazing. You know, yeah. it was a lot to me. And um, and yeah, you know, since then, and that was kind of recent. Last couple of years, it's. Uh, if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't be here talking about it. Because yeah. I was more of a hush hush. I was more underground. Right. I, you know, and when I say underground, I was doing everything right, legal. I had, you know, my license is in Colorado. Just there was no. I let the I let the flowers do the talking. Yeah. You know, yeah. but now I feel like I need to get out there a little more and maybe educate. You know, um, so and say those, my story. Yeah, were those your flowers that you're getting that were making the tinctures with? 
That's nice. awesome. Dude. Yeah. That's even yeah, better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't make them. My buddy made the tinctures. You know? Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. But, yeah, but it was your flowers it that you my, grew. It was nice. my flowers. Nice. That's, yeah. yeah. That's yeah, awesome. That's what I meant. That feels better too. Yeah. No. Yeah. It, it's. Uh, I it's, think that's part of the scared problem. Not scared, but the fear of it is that you know you can't grow your own medicine. It's kind of scary if you think about it for, well, for it, the wrong side. It's 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 <laughs> scary for the pharmaceuticals. Yeah. And, and the unfortunate thing yeah. is, is that they're moving in. You know. Uh, I hate to say it, but they're moving in, and hopefully, us as a community, you know, in the industry, could uh, kind of push push back as as, as, oh. as much as we can because we they're want coming. One hundred percent, just mm-hmm. top notch. What kind of strains are you running yourself for medical? Man, I got Chromes or White, uh, Triangle Kush, um, Ghost OG, a couple of my strains, Banana D's nuts. That uh, it's banana D with a uh, sour D. Uh, she's at twenty. Did you say 20. banana D's nuts? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, wanted to make sure I Who heard that right. That That's one. awesome. Me? <laughs> <laughs> really? I took surprise, a set of them all. <laughs> it, it was just, it got great numbers, and we're like, we need a name for it. Florida That's and all awesome. that, and we're like banana D, sour D, banana D's nuts. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and lo and behold, and lo and behold, my uh, one of my. My guy's down in Florida that's over there. I'll shout out to JC because I'm sure he's going to listen. Told me that right now that's the best plan down in Florida after like popping seeds from these legends that I look up to. But it made my day when he told me, man, it's actually the best plan here. And I'm like, oh shit, that's that's mine. But yeah, it was pretty cool. That's just, you know, good genetics that I started with. Nothing really I did. Yeah. Um, But yeah, uh, what else do we got there? Chrome's Hawaii, we got Triangle. Uh, we got the gelato, the Larry Bird number thirty-three. In CBD, we got Canasu, R four, Sour Tsunami. Um, I got Trap Store, Grease Monkey, Cookies and Cream number four. Right now, I'm German. I got uh, Fino Hunting. Um, I got Trap Star from Exotic. I got First Forty Eight from Swamp Boys. Um, Gills Nils from Swamp Boys. Um, the future, which is Starfighter F2 Crossroad Gorilla Blue number four from Exotic, which I want to go say hi to mm. Exotic G Mike here later. Shout out to him too. Mm. Um, <laughs> we just got Starfighter in, actually. It was yeah, good. Oh, we do got you? Starfighter and GG number four, but we don't have them together. But Crossroad, they're separate strains. They're separate strains. Oh, okay, but so we the, just future, got the, Starfighter the future, the future is a Gorilla Glue with the Starfighter. See, the future, yeah, yeah it's coming. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's good. I'm like the Starfighter. I actually want to pick up his uh, his Triple OG, which is a triangle that he crossed with a couple other things, and got some pretty good promotion going on with that. Too. And it is the GG number four that it is that's in the pistol point now that's back on the shelf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, exotic, exotic stuff is fire. I think. Yeah. Uh, well, yesterday. Um, what? Not, what did I do? <laughs> no, what's his name? I can't remember his name. The one I want to take a picture with. Oh, white glasses guy. Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, Jinx Proof? Jinx Proof, thank yeah, you. Jinx is tried? cool, man. Yeah, he's pretty cool. He's, he's got a great IG. Yeah, yeah no, he's, he's down there. Always, he though, dude. That guy, always. <laughs> he's yeah. sending that stuff. Sorry, he's sending yeah. that stuff always, man. But he's a, he's he's a got good some guy. good genetics, though. Oh, he has really good genetics. Um, if I remember correctly, Jinx was with uh, TGA yeah. uh, before. Yeah. yeah. And I know Jinx is working with, um, you know, autism kids, and he's doing a lot of good work for the community. And uh, give him a shout out to him. Go say hi to him as well. Yeah, we're going to try and venture down there and get a picture with him today. Yeah. Yeah. Well, after here, why don't we go say hi to him? Yeah, right. I've, I've never met him, and we're a friend on Facebook, and we're we always talking to each other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's nice to come to these because of that. You like, I know you. We talk. 
Now you know Absolutely. me. Absolutely. <laughs> well, half the guys that, that I've uh, met throughout the years that I ended up meeting, you know, in Vegas. I was in the Vegas Expo this past year, and everyone was there. And dude, guys that I've been talking to for 8, 10 years, you know. So, yeah, they're definitely pretty cool to come to these shows, man. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Well, we've got about 32 minutes in. So, is there anything you want to plug your Instagram? It's at Frost. Frost Farms. underscore farms. That's uh -huh. plural. F R O S T underscore F A R M S. All right. Yeah. Frost Farms, um, and Creepy Pete. Yeah. Thank nice. you. All. Any other shout outs? Do you want to? Do you have any other social media or web page? Uh, I just want to say a shout out to guys that have helped me along the way. Jason Cranford from the Hope Foundation. Bon Villain from Elite Cannabis. One love, brothers. Thanks. All right, we'll uh, check in with you at the end of this season here and see if we can't get that tour, and we'll maybe put you back on again. Organ rooted, that's what's All right. up. Thanks, All man. Right. Thanks, bro. <laughs>